your hands? That's like a baby's toy. I'm totally Batman. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Shh. Communing with the Earth Spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Kawabunga. The world of magic. And after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Boarding, baby. Yeah. Secondary Heroes podcast. This week we're talking about the latest Pixar film, and we're also going to pick our top three Pixar movies of all time. Does Turning Red make the cut? I don't know. Let's find out. This is host Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey guys, it's Prague. And it's Alexander Wolfgang. And we have a couple special guests joining us this week. It's Jennifer Nerdy Curious. Hi, I'm Rach. Awesome. Welcome aboard. It's great to have the Nerdy Curious crew on with us this week. Um, I was sitting here thinking... I don't know how three dudes could really talk about this movie without having a female perspective. <laughs> it would have been interesting for sure, but you know. Awesome. So uh, if people don't know out there who Nerdy Curious is, why don't you guys kind of give us, give a little synopsis of uh, who Nerdy Curious is. I'll turn that to Rach. <laughs> She's better at this. Um, we're a collective of four women who are nerdy and curious, hence the name. Um, we have a blog, a podcast, and a live stream, and we talk about all things fandom. So yeah, I we do. That's great. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> and I try to catch you guys' uh, live stream uh, whenever I can. Uh, I know we talked pre-show. I caught the OC episode, which I'm still very upset that I was not a part of because... I definitely love that show. You <laughs> but never we're not here to talk about the OC. We're here to talk about turning red. <laughs> kind of like my face is doing right now as I'm chatting. <laughs> Trevor, why don't you lead the way? 
So if you're new, and even if you're not, we're going to start off the show with our spoiler-free ideas of what we thought of the film. How was it? Was it good? Was it bad? Does it mean anything to us? Does it resonate? All those different things that people are debating online for no reason. Just enjoy film. But they're not, so we get to talk about it. And then after our socials and all that fun stuff, we're then going to go spoiler, talk all the ways about Turning Red, and then finally round it out with each one of our top three Pixar movies of all time. So the question is, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Uh, I actually just finished this movie right before uh, I came out here. And I really enjoyed it. I actually thought that it was super... Uh, it was different. It wasn't anything like we've seen before in the Pixar world. I liked that it had a totally different aesthetic. It had a different feel. I mean... It went to a different country that we you don't really see a lot of in movies just in general. And I know that we're going to be touching on that a lot more because we have two from that country right here. So <laughs> that'll be really cool. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think the visually, this was gorgeous. I loved the visuals in this movie. And the, the graphics just even... And this isn't a spoiler. Obviously, there's a big... Uh, red panda in this movie the fur on that panda looks so incredibly fluffy i want to squeeze and hold it and i want a big fluffy red panda for myself anyways that is where i'm gonna stop well said Thank you, <laughs> there's a giant pa- red panda in this i i totally missed I that. Had no spoiler idea. alert did not know <laughs> awkward Ooh. Prague, why don't you go next, man? Sure. Um, <clears throat> um, I, I thought this movie was really cute. Um, I actually didn't even realize it was a Pixar film until afterwards. Um, to me, like it, it felt like um, what's, what's the other animation company's Dream, Illumination? DreamWorks. DreamWorks. No, no, no. Illumination, I think it's called. Oh, the Illumination. One that makes like the sing. Yeah. So Minions. it yeah. it felt oh. like it looked kind of more stylistically like that, which isn't a bad thing or a good thing. It just it felt like it was part of that production company um, to me. Um, But overall, like I really thought it was a, it was a cute story of something we haven't seen before. Um, And really impressive that this was the director's first movie um, that she's ever directed. Whoa. I didn't know that. Kudos kudos to her. Um, I do feel like this could have been maybe a little bit better in told episodically. Like it was, is Mm -hmm. that kind of that fun, like, you know, kids in school kind of feel to it rather than like a feature length film type of story to me. Like I would have liked to have seen more vignettes from the different characters. Um, that That's neither a good thing or a bad thing. That's not a criticism necessarily of the film. It just, it felt like to me, that's what I would have rather seen this as. It seemed like could it could have been a fun, like um, after school kind of cartoon show uh, for kids or families. Um, but Regardless of that, I think the message was really well done. Um, just like any other Pixar movie, I did tear up. Um, I did not cry, but um, it was it was a really nice a really nice ending to it. Not to spoil anything, um, but I think that this one is a kind of an important film in a lot of different ways that we will touch upon um, when we go into spoilers. But I do think that this is something that um, should be shown to both girls and boys. Yeah, nice. For, yeah, uh-huh. for me. I definitely agree with you guys. The fun thing, I also decided to watch the making of documentary where just mm-hmm. all the, that was really fun to see all the people who went into making it and having it come together. I think 
the one part I disagree is the uniqueness of it. Like, I know we've gotten a million billion different versions of coming of age for boys and, oh, look, he has an erection and, oh, my God, he has a wet dream and all that kind of stuff. I, I love that we have a different perspective, but just from the Pixar catalog, I couldn't help but think of Brave the entire time just with her relationship with her mom. Her mom is the one who turns into a bear rather than oh, her, yeah, the yeah. daughter, turning into a red panda. And I'm like, this is really fun. This is good. This is cute. But I don't know if it has that long term. Oh, I'm going to reminisce about watching Turning Red. I feel like in the moment I had a really good time, but I don't feel like in 10 years I'm going to be like, oh, man, one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. And that's a high standard for Pixar. That's nothing against Turning Red. I just feel like it lacked that one special kind of ingredient of some of the ones that I do think of for top three, but that doesn't instantly make this a bad movie. And it's a delicate way to like describe a movie that you enjoy while saying it's not one of the best when, again, Pixar has just such a pedigree. It's not like, oh, this is the best, you know, DreamWorks film or something like, you know, it's a bar that is tough to reach. And so I really enjoyed Turning Red. To Prague's point, everyone should watch this movie regardless of anything. And I might not be a female, but the 2002 time period is perfectly when I was in this time of school. Mm -hmm. So all those little shout outs and Easter eggs were great. Mm -hmm. Jen, why don't you uh, take it from here? Sure. Yeah. Um, I did not enjoy the movie so much so that I ended up watching it three times. <laughs> Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Did not like it, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, I thought this was going to be glowing reviews all down know, the line. I know, oh, cool. all right, I know. All right, now I, I got to get comfortable. <laughs> no, no um, I, I actually... I don't think Alice got the joke. To, to be honest... I didn't. I didn't get it. No, to, to be honest, I, I really liked it a lot. <laughs> I ended up watching it just three times. Edit me out. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Keeping that I'm in, this is great. That's quality content. Uh-huh. I'm embarrassed. Ouch. You're turning red, huh? Wow. Turning well, red. Oscar goes too. Oh. <laughs> For what? Good job, Jack. Thanks. Thanks. No, um, no, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a great movie. Um, and really great of Pixar to allow um, the t- story topic to be told because it's something that is uh, still sort of taboo in society depends on which country you're in like in in well we can touch about a bit more but like in asian countries you don't don't really talk about periods and stuff like that but um and but to have it like do you know what i mean like but to to have a topic um about you know identity and and all that stuff especially in uh in uh, asian culture is is important as well so I thought it was a great movie and everybody should see it awesome. regardless of age unless you're unless you are really really young then you might not understand it but you might like all the pretty colors <laughs> you, you'll like the pretty colors and you'll, you'll like love the pretty the colors big, big, and then just watch it a bear. couple years later <laughs> then maybe you'll get the topic but yeah it hits really you different it. yeah reach well, I I really enjoyed the film. Um, I think it was, I know a lot of little girls growing up, especially me, when Mulan came out, it was like the first time that we felt like a Disney princess represented us. But I feel like in a lot of ways, May represented me in a very primal way. Um, the first time I watched it, I just, the moment I started crying, I couldn't stop, which 
psychologically i think that's just something i need to like reflect and like <laughs> and figure out for my own personal well-being mentally speaking but um i loved how domi kind of um the director described it as you know it, it's it's a coming of age story it just mm -hmm. happens to be a coming of age story of a little chinese Canadian girl which um is a different perspective and so i i just really I really related to her and her and how she felt. And again, same as Trevor, it's like, you know, the early 2000s, that was when I was a teenager. And so it felt like this movie was made for me in mm -hmm. every way, shape or, shape mm -hmm. or form. And so it just, it spoke to me in a way that I didn't, that I kind of knew was going to happen, but it really struck a chord with me just in terms of the family dynamic and the fact that you know she she she's a canadian girl and so it's just everything about it was kind of perfect for me so yeah, yeah highly awesome. recommend yeah all right wonderful and, and i love to hear that this hits you in like a like almost like a personal level to where you felt emotionally attached to the character i think that that's awesome you know and that's why we really wanted to bring you guys on not not just because you're canadian and women and, and <laughs> gosh i could keep going on <laughs> but but it's great it really is it's i i'm really interested in what you guys have to say about this so let's get through the socials really quick because i'm sure you guys have a lot more to say about this movie and with that, go check us out over on crossthestreamsmedia.com. Uh, Cross the Streams Media, you can check all of our episodes. You can see all of our uh, videos. Uh, you can leave a voicemail over there. You can be a part of the show by leaving a voicemail. You can, you can rate and review the show over there. And if you don't want to go to crossthestreamsmedia.com, you could go to all social media, which is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, at Secondary Heroes. Um, I try and keep up with comments as much as possible like through youtube i know that youtube we've been getting a bunch of new comments and new listeners through youtube so i want to thank you all for listening and watching over there and i'm going to try to as much as possible keep up with all your comments not not that there's a thousand coming in it's like maybe three per episode but still <laughs> it's not like we're checking it every day or anything but i'll keep on top of it but anyways that is at secondary heroes everywhere and once again cross the streams media uh, yeah, that's right. All this is free for you, and it's priceless to us. Awesome. I, if, I was trying to point at these guys, but it came out looking really weird. <laughs> Don't watch YouTube. I feel like we're going to have to do a lot of editing on this episode. My that's God. That's crazy. You're just doing shake weights, right? Shake weights. <laughs> yeah, Completely, you yeah. Shake weights. Shake weights. No. No? Have They're pretty not. great. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's move on. <laughs> so, again, if you've not seen Turning Red and you're worried about spoilers, we're going to spoil the movie. But also keep in mind, this is a Pixar movie, and it's pretty much we are introduced to character. Character gets high points. Character gets low point. Character resolves and is happy. So we, well, we got that. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs> thanks for joining in. Uh, this has been a great episode. <laughs> so it's more about the specifics of what goes all into that. And I think... My favorite part is just all the anime referential stuff with the art style of they went yes. over the top of just making it to Alex's point, not like other Pixar movies. They went super stylized and different and not just trying to maybe replicate the modern world or go to a full on fantasy realm to kind of merge the two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I completely agree. That was one of the things that I wrote down was I love that they're going with this anime aesthetic, but still keeping it a little bit grounded enough to where we could still be attached to this um, without feeling like this is a full on anime. Mm -hmm. I think I I read. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I I think I read somewhere. um, I forget which news outlet said, but uh, in one interview, they partially stylized it. Um, to make it similar to Sailor Moon with the whole eyes, yeah, the animated yeah, eyes just... when they go all like gaga <laughs> and they get all of the like light dots yeah. in the eyes. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My yeah, it was Absolutely. very, yeah, they channeled all those Sailor Moon. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> Which Sailor Moon was huge in oh, that yeah. time period, super hot yeah. for Sailor Moon, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought it was the perfect blend of East meets West Mm -hmm. in that same kind of way that in being Chinese Canadian and that you're finding that kind of where you fit. Yeah. Um, And a lot of that came in through the art styling. And so it kind of Mm -hmm. worked really well in resolving these two halves of a a character in the way that everything was animated. So I thought that was a really smart choice. Yeah, and I think that's why, like, for me, like, when I said it didn't feel like Pixar, and I think that's the reason why, is, like, it it, it had its own flavor to it. Like, mm-hmm. the art style was completely different. Even the intro, um, the title uh, sequence was fantastic. It was, like, yeah. unlike anything we had seen in a Pixar film or really any animation film. Um, it was just playful and fun, and it felt like we were introduced to the character immediately, like, right in the title sequence. Like, here mm-hmm. I am, I'm goofy, I'm weird, I'm quirky. Um yeah, I fell in love with the main character right away, and that was a great way to have the story start is by introducing us to her. Absolutely. And you said one you said a word right there. You said flavor. I've got to bring up that food scene. <laughs> God. That I was wondering when we would talk to this. <laughs> oh no, I wanted to talk about this so bad. Right once that food scene happened, I was like, oh it was the greatest scene of just showing food in animation style and i'm like why yeah. can't this food be real it i want is. to it, it is well, well no i mean it like is. yeah but come on they they really made it look they made I mean, it look super perfect. glossy yes glossy yes. Per- perfection but technically they're all real dishes that oh no absolutely done. yeah so it's all Cantonese style food that you can find mm. It made me want yeah. it all. Right. You, Give yeah. me more. Well, more. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can order it. <laughs> if you have a Cantonese restaurant nearby, you can order it. <laughs> I'm sure. I, But I want to I wanna watch it be made like it was made in the movie. Yeah. Super slow motion and glossy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know it was a thing of beauty. It was, it was a thing beautiful beauty. animation. That animation was perfect to me why do you think that was partly the reason why i watched it three times (laughs) for the food alone (laughs) and the food never Um, stops the food just keeps coming throughout the whole movie too oh yeah um, i need this i feel like it's part of it's cultural too it's it's um food is a big part of our our culture and when i say our i mean like rach and i are are chinese we're chinese canadians so um that's why we, I, I think I could say this on her behalf too, like why we both really relate to this movie a lot and we really relate to the character May, May Lin a lot. So, um, because essentially it's like looking at our, at our younger selves from, from before and 
really being like, oh, finally, yes, I'm not alone. Like someone, someone gets me, you know? So yeah, but food, food is a, a big part of our culture. Like you don't say hello to somebody. You say, have you eaten yet? That's that's your hello. It's like have you I need yet? more friends like you guys down here. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime you go to someone's house, the first thing the the mom or, or an auntie or a grandma will ask you is have you eaten yet? And it doesn't matter if you're a girl, boy, old, young. That's all they ask you, have you eaten yet? Yeah. And if you say if you say yes, they'll be like, Really? Did, did really? <laughs> Are you sure? You sure? I feel like you need more food. <laughs> Pile it in, baby. Pile it in. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Now I want to. Now, Rach, I know that you are. You've already mentioned um, that you felt very connected to this character. Um, And and Jen, you you just mentioned that you felt as well connected to this character. Yeah, you're Uh, me, aren't you? I'm wondering. Well, what I'm curious (laughs) about is, was there was there a reason for them to make this? a 2002 movie because girls nowadays like nowadays meaning 2020 uh little girls how are they able to relate to it it, was it just so the moms can say oh yeah this is how i grew up type of thing Um, i I, maybe i'm trying to figure out i'm i didn't understand why they went with 2002 they could have made this present day and it, it would have still been as good because there's still Tamagotchis today. You can buy a Tamagotchi at Walmart right now. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Tamagotchis. <laughs> oh, I had I one, dude, and I loved it. I loved uh, it. Didn't I love that touch. I love that touch. <laughs> I mean, I know the answer, but I'll let them answer. <laughs> I mean, I, there, Domi did say that, you know, she wanted when when she was coming up with the the concept of the of the movie that you know this was like her her adolescence this was her kind okay. of Bing. her step into puberty and like what it was like being a 13 year old girl um growing up in toronto and being weird and awkward and not knowing her place and having the pressure on herself to be that perfect daughter for her parents um, cause she, she even said, you know, I was the only child of, of two very, you know, protective and well-meaning parents. Um, and there was just a lot of pressure to do well, um, in school. And so this is kind of like a love letter to her, to herself, I guess, as, as a, as a young girl kind of navigating where she fit in the world. Um, and I like the idea of it being a period piece. In all ways, a period, of that piece. Word. <laughs> yes. a period piece and a period like piece. <laughs> yes. um, and and I th- I think that's what she was going for. I know that you know the aesthetic is very early two thousands, the boy band craze. Like I just nostalgia wise, I like mm. grabbed onto all of that. Mm-hmm. And maybe it wasn't necessarily directed for the audience of girls now, but it definitely. Um, I think the experience is still there. It like she could have said it in any time really, but I think the experience of finding who you are as a person in such a tumultuous time in in a person in a young girl's life especially. Um that's kind of the the heart of the the story. So I loved that it was set in the early 2000s. It was just everything that, you know. It, it brought back a lot of memories. 
the Tamagotchis, the flip phones, right down to the, the clothes. Flip phones. Yeah, the flip phones. <laughs> the indestructible flip phones. Yes. Uh, Unless you snap once upon a time, your anger. Yeah. yeah. And like the boy band craze, like that oh, was the boy bands, a huge yes. part of my high school experience. Which is a mm-hmm. thing now too. I mean, think of BTS. BTS yeah. is one of the biggest bands out there or boy bands. I, I don't know if they actually play any mu- instruments, but they're one of the biggest uh, groups out there right now. I mean, that I feel like the boy band craze is kind of coming back. Yeah, I mean, like One Direction, it wasn't that long ago either, and yeah. so it's oh, like you know, yeah. there, there there are. I believe it comes and goes in waves. It right. comes and goes in waves. A new and... generation needs one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But nothing's gonna be as good the as Counties for Life, Backstreet Boys, <laughs> and NSYNC. That rivalry, <laughs> that was a rivalry right there. You were either NSYNC or you were Backstreet Boys. Yeah, well, they, that was a fake rivalry. <laughs> it was constructed. I know. By Lou Pearlman. But it worked. <laughs> that worked. I don't even want to talk about that. That's just that gets me really angry, actually. Okay, I'm repping. <laughs> I'm repping Speaking Team Backstreet Boys tonight. She's so... got Boys. She's got Tamagotchis. Unreal. Right. Unreal. Repping. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Team Backstreet Boys. Listen. Yeah, I see that you really related to this. That was great. Oh, so yeah. what? So speaking of uh, Four Town, who is the fictional band in this? Um, now th- I know that this the songs were written by Billie Eilish and her brother. Um, did you like those songs? Like being fans of boy bands back in the day, do you think that they did a good job recreating oh, yeah. that kind of vibe and sound? Oh yeah, I think they nailed the the vibe and the sound of um, the the different like boy band pop. Like the ballad and types, the like the ballad, like the power ballad, the power song, like the upbeat, the upbeat songs too, the catchy, the catchy tune one. Yeah, I think they did. I a thought really they were pretty job. authentic. Okay. Yeah. Even the individualness of each character. One was sporty. One was a baby. Yes. One was this. <laughs> one was that. Yeah. And then there's the other two guys that fill up. And the, the other two guys. guys. Yeah. With Joey yeah. Fatone and uh, the other guy. You, but if you if you if you watch like the the four town section of the movie where they they actually do their dance move stuff, it's it was very in sync in the dance moves, but the poses were very Backstreet Boys and the names huh. and the styling was very Spice Girls. Interesting. I did yeah. not pick up on that, but yeah. and nice. the name, the name is very O Town. And the very name is very O Town, exactly. Oh, <laughs> O Town and all for one. Oh, <laughs> uh, 98 degrees. God, there was yes. a lot back then. Holy crap. Lot. Yeah, it was a lot of boy The late nineties, early two thousands was like the pinnacle of yeah. the boy West band. Life. West Life. I don't know yeah. that one. Oh yeah. They're they're not... they're the I'll... British um I was gonna say, are they Australian? Canadian? No, I think we're Australian. <laughs> that explains it. Okay. Well. <laughs> Very cool. Wow. Um, did you Fairly guys? Certain it... Westlife from the UK. Oh okay. wow, you got mm. that pretty quick. So, did anybody have a favorite scene? What was their favorite scene, Trevor? We haven't heard from you in a while. You want to start us? I mean, it's tough because I feel like the climax was a little bit of a letdown. Like. We understand the dad's joking about the mom's panda being super big, but I didn't think we needed a kaiju-sized mom. It, no? It just... 
<laughs> when she comes around the corner of those big eye, glowing eyes, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> it's a great design. I just, it feels like unconnected to it. Like her daughter has no, there's nothing they can do. Like even the mom, there's just nothing. The grandma's like has no place with what she's capable of. So I think my favorite kind of scene is probably just, I don't know. It's tough. They're all kind of blended together because there's the, the what's the guy's name? The boy who is like their rival. Devin? Oh, oh. oh. I don't remember. What they go to his oh, birthday oh, oh. party and I don't know yes, what his name Tyler. is. Tyler. 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 Yeah. There's like no Tyler's allowed in the room or whatever for photos. It was Tyler. Because I love his party and just her having to debate to like try to get away from the whole family dinner and the obligations there and, and get to the party just to literally go against everything they're trying to do at the same time. It's a fun juxtaposition of her character. But to Prague's point, the introduction to herself, so we get to know her right away. That's a really good job. But speaking of Devin, I think the mom going and bringing the little drawings to the 7-Eleven. Oh, Devin, that, yeah. That was one of the oh. most awkward things ever oh, in cinema. God. It was so good. It was so well done. Yes, I kept like, like cringing. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> it was so God. cringy. That was such a great depiction of cringe. Yeah. Not oh. that I was so there. uncomfortable. Yeah, I sat I, there and I'm like, like oh, God, yeah. no, not this. Not this. Okay. <laughs> taking it this far. All right. Who you are, <laughs> male or female, at any age, like they will embarrass you. Oh God! Well, oh, Rush. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in in the Asian culture, it's like as as a female, everybody needs to know what you're doing, where you're going, who you're going with, oh, how long you're going to go out for, how you're going to get home, where you're going, nice. what you're doing, everything, <laughs> yeah. everything, everything. And then when when one person knows, like say your mom knows, you tell your mom, then. Your grandmother will know within Every five minutes. Your aunts knows. will know if you're like, and then like everybody in the family tree will know what's what's going on. Yeah, so that's very tip. That for for me, it was typical. That's how I grew up. And I don't think my so. parents would ever embarrass me in that way, though. But that they wouldn't. Like they wouldn't the embarrass top. me. Crazy. That was over top. Yeah, I was okay. All I was right, yeah, that was so over the top. I don't yeah. think my parents would ever, ever, ever in a million years, even at that age, would have done no. something like that. <laughs> they, they wouldn't have gone to a supermarket and like embarrassed me in front of my friends, but they would do the whole like, okay, you know, I have to tell them like, I'm going here. I'm going to, at, from this time to this time, I'm going to be with this person and these people. And this is who's, how I'm getting this, how I'm getting home. Yeah. So Gnarly. I had that. Yeah. I mean, she totally died in that sequence. The rest is just after memories, where she actually becomes the full-on red panda. She died. Yeah, that's it. That's there. what the story. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was, that that's was the dark title. turn of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> totally missed it. She died. Of Thank the you cringe. for explaining that to me, Trevor. Yeah. I'll watch it in a new light now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, for myself, on the favorite scene besides that food scene. Uh, the scene where she actually does turn into the panda and she's running through the streets and running home. I, so I'm a cameraman. Uh, that's my trade. And they did something where it was steady cam. They did a heavy steady cam where they were following the mom or like running backwards with the mom running towards the camera. And it just looked so clean and so good to me that I was like, I, I actually made a note 
the Steadicam movement is amazing. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is an animation. <laughs> they can make everything Steadicam. Yeah. But this right here, just it looked so good. It looked like there was a cameraman running through the house with the mom. And I don't know. It just, that to me hit me real hard. I, I just loved it. And I loved seeing the scenes of her just slow motion jumping from rooftop to rooftop as the panda for the first time. I dude, I was digging that whole running home scene. It was a fun scene. That was going to be one of my top scenes. That yeah. I, I have to agree. I mean, it's just, it's just beautifully animated. And then that at the end, when she's transforming to go to the concert, comparing that first time that she's running through the, the roofs kind of like awkward and unsure yeah. and just bumbling everywhere to like floating gracefully from rooftop oh to rooftop my. and like transforming yes. back into herself yeah. and into the panda. And I just yeah. thought that was a really pretty kind of full circle moment. Right. Um, in the way that yeah. they animated that. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just my other scene on. that I really liked was the funny thing about this movie. And usually when I'm watching animated films is usually it's like an action sequence or like a specific thing that sticks out in my mind. But for this one, um, it was the moment that her dad finds the camcorder with the recording of all of her friends <sighs> and like he brings it to her and she's like, I'll delete it. And he's like, no, this is like this side of you. I, it made me laugh. And like that moment, um, the second I started crying in that moment and I, every single time that I watched it, that was the moment that really, really got me. Cause I was yeah, just that's like, oh, like yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Because yeah, not a lot of Asian like dad was an amazing character. Yes. Yeah, because not a lot of Asian parents will connect with their child like that. Hmm. Yeah, really? and I think it's. Yeah. It, I feel like it's definitely a generational thing. I feel yeah. like it's getting better in a lot of mm -hmm. ways in terms of communication. Yeah. Um, because you know, like Jen said, usually we express love through food, and so it's like mm -hmm. if if someone asks you, "Are you hungry? Do you want something to eat?" you can kind of take it as, you know, we, we love you and we care about you. And so this yeah. is how we show that affection. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not it, that the words are necessarily said, but the action is there. And mm -hmm. I thought that moment really spoke volumes of the mm -hmm. relationship between Jin and, and, and May. And I just, I love mm -hmm. that dynamic of the, the father daughter dynamic on screen oh, doesn't so really get focused on a lot. And so when you see it, um, and I've noticed it more in animated films than I do in live action stuff. And so I just find it, it it's something about it that kind of like touches me <laughs> like deep in like the dark cockles of my heart. It just, it's, it was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, and just to piggyback off that real quick, as a, as a father of a two-year-old, I, I know one day I'm going to have a 13-year-old screaming and running through the house so i'm like i feel like this was kind of like a heads up in a way like yeah. hey be a cool dad be nice be <laughs> like i i want like the weird part is is i have dreams of my kid one day being a 13 year old and her having friends who might be boys and i'm nervous about all that stuff and i want to be that protective parent that super protective parent but i know that like for instance my parents they were protective to an extent but they still were very open to me experiencing things and me mm -hmm. experiencing with the world and everything around me 
they were still protective, but at the same time, very cool about it. And I feel like that really worked out for me. But I mean, it, it, it seems like it's working out for May May too. I don't know. I don't know. Should it, should I be very protective? But I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'm so nervous. I know it's 10 years down the road, but yeah. Oh boy. Just yeah. get ready. <laughs> just yeah. get ready for when that happens. So I mean, I just think in a lot of ways, everyone's experience is going to be different. And the world yeah. is a very different place from when we grew up. I feel mm -hmm. like we were very lucky in, in a lot of ways that the, the, the world climate that we grew up in was at that cusp of, you know, technology just taking over everything. Oh, yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, we still got to have the opportunity to run around outside and scrape our knees and ride our bikes. Yeah. And I feel like that aspect of childhood has slowly eroded away over the years. Um, and so it's, it, it's going to be a, it's, you're going to have your own challenges, I think. And I think that's okay. I mean, you know, it's good that you're nervous. It means that you care. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah. But, I'll never stop. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. There's, you know, there's, there's mistakes to be made, but also like there's 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 joy in those mistakes. And I think that's what at the end of the day, that's what this movie says, too, is that, you know, life is messy and yeah. it's OK that it's messy. Um, kind of embrace the the mess and the mistakes. I'm just going to call you guys every time that I have a problem. <laughs> In the no. back, I'm doing good. I only pretend that I have my life in control. <laughs> that's that's just the live streams. Yeah. <laughs> Is I there mean, any other favorite scenes that you guys could uh, off the top of your heads? Uh, the whole movie, <laughs> the whole thing, you know. the whole day thing. I mean, okay, let's be real here. I I am the nerdy foodie over at over on our uh, Nerdy Cures corner. So for me, the food was everything. The whole food montage scene, the whole like yes. after school bow that she gets <laughs> waiting at home. I'm like, yes, I want me some bow right now. Um, all all of the food, all the food, I'm hungry. I love it. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I really did love the the whole montage scene where um the four of them are like okay hey, we're all in let's let's use the red panda to to raise to get money from all the kids at school so we can go to this concert and it's just that whole montage of them coming up with ideas of like you know t-shirts and headbands and yeah. the tails i really yeah that was that was great and then of course that obviously links to you know, they bring it back through when Jin finds it on the the, the camcorder, and oh, and it's the same and it's the exact same footage that that they had shown earlier in the movie. It's like the exact same. Nothing's changed. It's the same thing. And I thought, oh, yeah. genius, genius. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Now, I I did I didn't do a whole lot of research, but things popped up on my Twitter that there was controversy with this film because of some of the content of a red panda the and, menstruation and my goodness parag are we allowed to say that yeah. <laughs> you know, we're boys boys aren't supposed to know about these are things. boys allowed to, to be talking about this stuff yeah why not exactly <laughs> so what, what are y'all's thoughts on this type of controversy about about this being a controversy at all yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I find it being it, yeah. to be silly myself. So I yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the times people are just gonna try to find something and make something out of something that's really it's a natural process. Everybody goes through puberty. Women reproductive stuff seems to be very much like, oh, no one's supposed to talk about it. Yeah. And the second you stop talking about something that is really, you know, just your body going through what it does, um, that's when you What do you have, mean? Tell me about it. What happened? That's when you have health problems. <laughs> and that's why you don't have these, like, that's why people don't talk about it and, you know, you get sick and it's like, oh, I sh we should be talking about this. Mm -hmm. um, and I think having that conversation, having people be uncomfortable is a good start. Um, the fact that people are saying, oh, this is uncomfortable to talk about means that, hey, maybe we should start talking about it more so it isn't uncomfortable. Right. Um, and I think that's, I, you know, it's it's long overdue. I feel like we should we should be talking about our periods more comfortably so that we don't have issues with our reproductive system as we get older. No, I did, but I think it's living good. Living with pain is not something that is supposed to be a regular thing, but oftentimes right. pain is like written off as you know, oh, it's just nothing, but it could be something serious. And mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think it's also good empathy for, you know, boys to grow up and be, realize, you know, what women have to go through, you know, um, to not yeah. be told that and then grow up like, well, I don't understand, you know, why my girlfriend or wife or whatever goes through what she goes through. It's, uh, I think it's a good learning experience, but yeah, more so empathy. Yeah. Um, which is why I like, I really enjoy it. I didn't get to tell you my favorite scenes. Um, I'm sorry, Brog. I thought you Okay, did. it's all right. No, uh, now so I feel bad. The Great. scene that I like the most is the one where she she turns red for the first time. Because yes. I thought that was the most genuine moment of like the whole thing. It was like everything she was going through, like not all of it is, is specific to, to girls. I mean, it's like boys are the same thing. We start to smell weird and that crazy and get mm -hmm. hormonal. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was brilliant how like uh, the director chose to represent um, – whether it's puberty or menstruation, as turning red, as becoming this big, giant, you know, fluffy panda. Adorable um, panda. It's adorable, <laughs> but it was also kind of scary to to her, you know, when you look yeah. in the mirror, like, oh my God, yeah. you know, why do I smell funny and why do I look weird? And um, I'm awkward now and I get angry for no reason. And um, why do I start liking people that I never liked before? It's like, I hate that person, but I'm also attracted to that person. It's like that whole thing of like her, like sneaking in the shower and yelling at her mm -hmm. mom. is like, it's hilarious to me. It's like, it's, it's relatable to like everybody. Um, so I thought that was really, really well handled. I think, especially with both parents, like running around the house, like, Oh God, it's time. It's happening. Oh no. What do we do? <laughs> it's, happening. Happening. it's happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, yeah. but also piggybacking to that. Um, I also really liked how Domingo was just like, yeah, let's, they, as a creative team, they decided, yeah, let's have them have Ming come in with like a whole box of pads and be like, overnight, yep. taxi, regular, <laughs> it's like everything. Because guess what? Yeah, every girl's period is different. Everybody goes through a different cycle. And it's not a one size fits all type of thing. So, yeah. I really, I really like that. It was just like, yes, we're gonna put it in there, and it's gonna be out there, and people are gonna talk about it. <laughs> Magical puberty. Magical puberty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have very many young listeners, so I think our demographic is like 
30 to 40. So hopefully it's we, just interesting all been through it. how much the movie emphasizes two main things. So first, when you give different creators voices, you can actually connect to different people, which I don't know. It like Disney and Pixar get a flack for, oh, you're not doing enough. You're not doing this. But at least they're given voices that don't often get voices. And then also just how we need to just emphasize the quality of those voices. You know, like if you don't give those people a chance, then you are going to assume things. And obviously Mm -hmm. that's where we get to having all these different assumptions of making things taboo. Like this whole movie, it really shows we have taboos in our society of things that we shouldn't. It Like to Prague's point, how many guys do once they start dating girls and have girlfriends don't understand what's going on because their parents didn't talk to them from that angle. Like it it makes it super awkward where you learn about it from your girlfriend rather than from maybe a health class, you know, because our health classes Mm -hmm. are super limited for unknown reasons or from your parents or anything, because it's not Mm -hmm. just a woman's journey. It's we're all coming from the same place. It doesn't matter who you are. We all start in the same exact place. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the same for, for us on like for girls too, right? Like how many, how many girls have their parents actually sent them down and be like, okay, so you're going to be out of an age when you're going to get your period soon. And this is what a period is like. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I also love the, the fact that in the, in the movie, um, Ming was like, I thought I would have more time. And mm-hmm. that's that's essentially the, yeah. what, what ends up happening is that you, like, you think that, you know, it's not going to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. And then it's just like, it happens and it's like all panic mode yeah. because it's just, that's how it was when, when you were, t- when you were yeah. told. And so it like perpetuates and the more open the conversations are, I feel like that, that is a vehicle to help ease parents into like having that conversation either earlier which i think should be a thing if you if you're talking about puberty in a scientific biological way i feel like that's that's the correct way to like kind of get that conversation started and not to make it sound gross or like that it's like something that you should be ashamed of um also yeah, don't leave it up to a movie to teach your kids either. Yeah, that's also <laughs> probably not, not a good idea. Don't blame the movie. No. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you are uncomfortable with with what's happening in the movie, I feel like that's 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 kind of something on you that you have to yeah. to work on. Um, I wouldn't push that on the, on the kids because I think kids are way more intuitive than than grown ups give them credit for. That and when Ming says like, you know, she's just a child. She's an innocent child. It's my baby. Like that's how most people's most parents see their kids right like you forever it doesn't matter how they're they're your babies (laughs) for forever even until you know they're adults and have kids of their own they're still your babies so um there will be a point where you know your baby is no longer stop it don't finish that (laughs) sorry alex (laughs) it's gonna happen no my baby Except already for Alex's started. kid. Alex's kid is always going to be a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you know, and and it just goes to show, and puberty can happen, like, earlier. Like, sure, average would be 12, 13. That's the average. But some, 
for some girls, it happens way earlier than that. Sometimes it happens later. It just depends on you and your body and what it decides to do. So, yeah. Education, education, mm-hmm. education. Talk about it. I can't it. stress that enough. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. follow up this movie by watching My Girl, another great film about a period. Really? Yeah. It is. Yeah. I just remember the go. bees. Not the bees. Didn't have to go to the sad part, but yes. That's the only <laughs> thing I remember from My Girl. <laughs> I just remember when the movie came out, I had no idea what they were talking about in the bathroom. Like, what, Maybe what that's going on why I didn't understand it. Probably. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. That's yeah, or the next it. episode. Rewatching <laughs> yeah. watching either. my girl. <laughs> oh. Hey, we'll start a Patreon. We'll do that on Patreon. Yeah. Someday. Anyways, <laughs> any final thoughts before we move on to our top three? Watch the watch turning watch red. Turning red. Also, people also gave Disney flack for having it go straight to their streaming service rather than theaters. And how can you do that? If Encanto's any kind of thing, it gets make things more accessible if you just mm-hmm. go straight to a streaming service. I know we have this whole idea of it's a big tent pole and we have this established things we put this pedigree, but things get so much more like this should be talked about if it only yeah. is reserved for going to theaters. Encanto released in theaters. Nobody watched it. And then it came out, and now it's the biggest trending thing there is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that even had controversy in it. With Everything the fact has controversy. That Everything has controversy. Yeah. doesn't make okay. sense to me. <laughs> Why? Why, people? Why do you want to create such flack on stupid stuff? Come on. The more that it is seen by people, the more it will have controversy. It's, there's a direct graph. Number of people see it controversy increases oh there's plenty of movies that like no one has ever seen except for like me that like if people ever ever saw it it would be <laughs> bad news <laughs> i believe that <laughs> i've seen the list of movies that you like yeah I, just, uh. <laughs> I i think what happens i know with turning red there was a a review that went out that said that because of the the story that it was limited in the reach and audience. Yeah, that, that, that guy's review, yeah. Yeah, and I find that a lot of people use the excuse, it didn't resonate with me, so it's trash. And I feel like that's not something that should be even in the vocabulary of critics because that just drowns out legitimate critiques of a film for that film mm-hmm. to be better, for filmmaking to be better in general. And I feel like there's legitimate... Um, critics out there that are, that are pointing out problematic things in film that get drowned out by people that are just screaming at the top of their lungs because they don't feel like they're being represented in a film. Um, and I think Clickbait, that's really yeah. unfortunate for everyone involved because I feel like dialogue is important. Yes. Mm-hmm. And well said. Dialogue. Very well said. Good job, Rach. Yeah. Hey, should we get into our favorite Pixar movies? Yeah, that's not fun. Yeah. We've got, <laughs> we got 10 minutes to talk about them. Hey, we can go long. I don't care. I've Let's got go. Let's going go. On. Trevor, where, where are we realized. going, man? Well, does everyone want to go? We do like three, and then we all do two, and then we all do one. Okay. <laughs> as long as we do it like quick, man. <laughs> I'm cool. Oh, I'm <laughs> trying to like, hold on. We have to rank this too? Okay. Okay. Here, I'll go first. So three was the toughest 
portion to pick just because three is how you kick out four through the rest. That's why three is so tough. Because like one, two, Mm -hmm. and three, you kind of mix them out. It's okay. And so for my three, I want to say that it used to be Incredibles. And then Incredibles 2 came out and it ruined the taste of Incredibles for me forever, which is sad because Incredibles is outstanding. It's one of the best superhero creations of all time. And so then I want to be like, it's down between Ratatouille and Wally. And Ratatouille is a movie that didn't connect with me because it stars a rat who can cook. And I'm not a rat and I can't cook. So I couldn't enjoy the film at all. <laughs> nice. That deserves oh. the applause right there. Yeah. But it also Wally, I love Wally just because it shows how like I can see that as like the totally likely black mirror type of future of our society and we could totally end up doing that. And I feel like they could have gone further way. with it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna say it's between Wally and Ratatouille as a three A and three B, but I'm gonna say Wally is three just because they give so much emotion and character to literally robots. Nice. Actually, the cockroach is a standout character, too. I love the cockroach. People forget about that cockroach. <laughs> I never do. Oh, my God. It wouldn't die. Character. It would not die. If they didn't give that cockroach personality, no. No. It's classic Pixar. Yep. But also um, accurate. They're the only ones that are going to survive. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll go next. Um, so mine was kind of a three-way tie, in a way. Uh, mine was, yeah, I know. I, it, was, dude, it was so hard. Number three We're was the toughest. We're just gonna throw the rules out the window. <laughs> well, no, look, I'm not even gonna say it's a three-way tie. I, I'm just gonna say it was one of these, and I don't know which one. So, <laughs> Incredibles, Wall, uh, not Wally, uh, Brave, and Ratatouille. I I couldn't choose out of the three of them. I think Brave was really kind of an underdog for me. Like, I was not expecting anything out of brave and then i watched it and i loved it i loved everything about it i thought it was such an interesting and uh, at the time yeah it was a pretty unique story I, I i thought so until you brought up the fact that this new movie is now the same thing <laughs> but no i really enjoyed brave um i might even just you know what ratitude ah, in- incredibles it's tough man you know what that's a three-way tie man screw it's a three-way tie i like all three of those i i have a set one and two yeah number three was the toughest so i'm right there with you trevor yeah so that's my three-way tie right there okay um i'll go next with my number three then uh so my number three is going to be monsters inc um and I think it's because, like, I, I have a vivid memory of, of a whole bunch of us guys in film school watching this in an editing bay together, like, just geeking out over an animated film. Like, it was, we thought it was so well done. The jokes were amazing. Uh, we oohed, oohed and awed at everything. And, um, yeah, it's a film that I could watch over and over again and just absolutely love. So that's my number three. Nice. Keep it short. I like it. Jen, how about you? Okay, I didn't realize we had to rank these from like first. Don't worry about rank. But um, so my number three would be a tie between. Well, because now we're all talking (gasps) about food. Another tie. It's because because we're talking about food, so it's going to be a tie between Ratatouille and um, Domishi's first, very first. 
Pixar, which was uh, a short called Bow. Bow. Nice. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Bow inching just a little bit maybe inching just a little bit more than ratatouille hmm. because um again it's because it's so cute it's it's, it's the asian culture <laughs> and i can relate to it as well of you know parents wanting to hang on and she wanting to just want to grow up and i i relate to that i've never actually yeah. heard of it i'll have to check wow that out. yeah it's domi she's um so the same director who created turning red her very first one was called bow very cool. Okay. Yeah. And spoiler alert, our cousin's in it. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, slightly biased, but. Um, A little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, overall, though, Bao was. Bring tissues. Oh, then never mind. I don't want to cry. Yeah, bring, bring tissues. <laughs> Yes, you do, Alex. Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go. That's oh, so cute. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you would have seen Prague pick up his bow character. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Rach. Uh, I, I, I'm terrible at picking these kind of things. Anytime someone says, what's your top five? What's your top three? And I'm just like, um, wow, I'm glad we decided to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's tough. Cause there's just so many, I mean, Monsters Inc is really, is really special. Um, I feel like one that kind of gets overlooked a lot is a bug's life. I feel like that was, one oh, of the ones that kind ago, of like yeah. clearly sticks in my head for some strange reason. Um, oh my gosh, number three is this is the this is the tough one I think. Yeah, oh, is, number yeah. well, everybody's yeah. got a number one. That's right, that, that's it's, it's the divider that divides. The so, like my work. number one and two are pretty interchangeable. Um, I don't really have like a specific like, and it's like it's hard because I'm scrolling through the list and I'm like. Wally was already mentioned, and that one's really like you're more than out. welcome to to mention. You don't have to choose something new. It doesn't have to be original. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ratatouille's mentioned three times. I mean, the book is also good, which is like really frustrating. Okay, I think I'm gonna go with Wally as as my number three. Stick with Wally. There you go. Nice. Wally. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Trevor, you're number so two. So much emotion in a little. Uh, robot that i just i can't my my heart mm -hmm. oh but i can all day long oh <laughs> i love wall <laughs> trevor so this might be a bit recency bias and it might be just this was the last movie i saw in the theaters before the pandemic and i just love onward it's just so like wow. i love the adventure story I love the brother relationship. I love the D and D nice. references, but just the the realization at the end of that he had his brother to grow up with the whole time, so good. Like it's so it's a journey about his dad, and he cares so much about it for an hour and thirty minutes, and then finally he figures it out. And then Chris Pratt and Tom Holland, I love their voice work. They do such a good job together. I, this movie's so good. Wow, solid man. That I was not expecting four. that. It's a good one. I, I want to like actually quickly talk about Onward. I feel like it didn't get the recognition it deserved for yeah. for a 
for a Pixar film. Mainly, I, I mean, most of it was because of the pandemic. But I, I, I don't remember where I was on, but it was like someone's stream and we were chatting about it and someone mentioned in the chat, oh, it was because Onward was like geared towards young boys. And I had to like take offense to that a little bit because I was just like, it's an adventure film about two brothers um, finding, you know, the bond that they have with each other. And, you know, and, and as someone who lost a parent young, and having a little brother like that really like hit me like a truck like that last scene mm -hmm. i remember like mm -hmm. watching it on my computer you. and i was just like i couldn't even yeah. see what was happening because i was crying so hard oh, but like wow. i just think it didn't yeah. get the the attention that it's so just fully deserved so yeah mm -hmm. shout out to onward i feel like mm -hmm. that that everyone should go see that movie yeah there you go yeah i love yeah. that movie feature. too love Very that movie cool. too yeah. Wow. All and right. great story that you had with that, that you could connect with that so much. That's awesome. Um, mine, my number two is going to be very quick. Uh, we've already pretty much discussed it. Wally. Love Wally. It's my number two. Love, wow. love, love. Wally pulling ahead dude. here. Dude, I love Wally. Amazing. How can you not love Wally? It's fine. And, yeah. and it's a cautionary tale. Did you for just people. say it's fine? Yeah. No. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what I think is just fine? I Monster prefer Short Saint. Circuit 2. What can I say? Johnny Five I... is alive. Oh my god. You know what? What's your number two, Prog? Oh, uh, that's see, that's a pop I would uh, I had to do a okay. hot take since Trevor wasn't doing any hot takes. Oh. <laughs> so Go ahead, hot. Prog. Yeah, like What's your movie? number two? It's just not my number two. Two or three. Uh, my number two is aptly Toy Story 2. Oh, okay. wow. What was it so about? Hot the take. I didn't know that Toy Story 2, I can never remember that it exists. I'm pretty sure nothing. See, I'm one of the few people that probably <laughs> like this movie. So there you go. There's your opposites. I don't care for Wally, -E, but I do love Toy Story 2 a lot. Hmm, cool. I'm with you, Prague. Toy Story 2 is really good, especially yes. for the song. Um, I feel like. That song that Jesse sings is probably one of the most heart wrenching. Left behind. Oh, yeah, so it's so one so of the cool. most yeah. heart wrenching songs yeah, 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 ever yeah. written. Pixar, yeah. Disney. It's 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 up there in like the waterworks songs, and um, it's one of the few Disney Pixar um, songs that I actually learned how to play on the piano, and so that kind of oh, is, has nice. a very special place in my heart. Cool. Wow. I love that you have stories for each one. This is great. <laughs> I'm a Disney Pixar kid. It's it's one of those things that I found like deep comfort. It was this and um, Studio Ghibli films. Those were like the two kind of like anchors of of animated films that I just found extreme comfort in. Nice. Yeah. And, cool. and Rach, she just nails what like Michelle could be in Rach's spot. It, it's so great that. I love that you're on this episode. I mean, it's the same thing. She talks about it all the time. <laughs> cool. Oh, Jen, what is your number two? Inside Out. Did Inside not see out. that one coming. Yeah. Nope, choice. did not see that yeah. one coming either. <laughs> <laughs> coming in from left field, Inside Out. Um, it's, it's because um, I remember deciding to go and watching this movie uh, coming off of Night Shift. So A, I was extremely tired. B, <laughs> should have brought tissues. And C, uh, just because I was going in with just no 
pre just like with nothing like no preconceived notions or anything I really understood the movie and it really got to me and and the mm-hmm. fact that they are talking about yeah a person can have you know sad feelings and happy feelings all connected into the same memory yeah, yeah. that did it for me it's like the the yeah. complexity the complexity of you know someone's mental health it, it's it, they may not discuss it fully but they touch on so many just just through the animation alone so interesting oh yeah very cool awesome and rach your number two so my number two used to be my number one for sentimental reasons but um it got knocked out not that long ago and Mm. i can honestly say that both my one and two you can interchange them but my number two is finding nemo Oh, solid. Yeah. Nemo. Solid. Yeah. Espanol? It's... <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Is that train derailed over there? <laughs> solid. Very good. I, out of all the Pixar movies, I'd probably say that Finding Nemo is probably the one that I've seen the most out of all of these. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the it's one so that good. I've seen the most too. I think it's I beautiful. To. It is a beautiful movie. Anything underwater where you can see colorful animals and everything like that. And right now, my kid is obsessed with fish, whales, sharks. She loves sharks, especially if it's a baby shark. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, you're, no. you're, you're in that oh, stage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, definitely in that stage. So, <laughs> Alex, but, it's okay. It's okay. She, no, but okay. I it. I get to watch Finding Nemo. It's a fantastic film. There you and go. I, and there you go. she looks at it and she goes, fish, 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 <laughs> shark. <laughs> so it, it's very cool. I, I definitely yeah. dig that with you. Yeah. I mean, you- they, took, they took years studying aquatic life before animating. And I think that really showed um, on screen. It just all of like the way that the light filters through the yeah. ocean, the way that the particles move and how like the entire scene just breathes with life. Like that to me is like the pinnacle of animation. They spent so much time and effort and care into creating every single one of those frames. And so that, yeah. that was like a standard that just is really difficult to beat in terms of just visual, like, you know, mastery even, of animation. Even the empty space of ocean was still perfectly made like yeah. i used to be a scuba diver and it it felt like the same thing like you're looking they might as well have just thrown a camera underwater because it looked so good anyways yeah so uh trevor number one yeah, baby so it's oh, number one. Hope everybody's ready for all these number one picks <laughs> and so as you probably know i don't re-watch movies a bunch if you've ever listened to the show and Whatever. so I decided yeah. to watch this movie at the end of last year and I watched it for the first time since it came out and it went to my number one. And that movie's Coco just because wow. I absolutely love the idea because memories are the main thing that makes us human. It's one of the most tragic things when you lose memories or if you have Alzheimer's or anything to do with memories and memories of loved ones and just multi-generational connection and it's really interesting that Miguel's not the most likable character and it's still, he carries the entire film as he goes on this journey to realize that what he kind of hopes and dreams of, it's not 
necessarily as easy and cut and dry as what you see. And I think my only downside is that their depiction of the afterlife is based on people's memories of you. And so Ernesto de la Cruz is the absolute worst, but he has a gigantic mansion because he is beloved. And I just think of all the celebrities in our society who are despicable human beings. And in this depiction of the afterlife, have an amazing afterlife. That, that's me thinking too deep. When I just look at the movie itself, it's amazing. But yeah, just the idea of they really nailed multi-generational memories and love across all kinds of different families. Yeah. I'm going to jump in and say that's also my number one. Um, oh, high yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I also have a very complicated relationship with thinking about Coco as well because of the fact that the idea of the, the way that they gatekeep the afterlife is very much like the, <laughs> the allegory of like immigration and how like that needs to be changed in a lot of ways. And so I have like this weird, my brain goes to weird places when I watch that film because I'm super emotional and like invested in the stories and invested in the culture. I feel like they really represented um, Mexican culture in a way that no other um, Hollywood animated film has ever done before. And so that to me was like a huge step forward in a lot of ways. And um, just the the traditions, like having the traditions of honoring the dead. And I just, there's so much in that movie. Every time that I watch it, I notice something new and mm -hmm. interesting from the corner of my eye. And so that's definitely, that's definitely near the top. Wow. Very cool. Wow. I still haven't seen Coco because I've always thought this movie is going to make me cry hard. Uh, I made the mistake of watching it for the first time on a plane, and that was like not okay. The, the young oh. woman sitting next to me looked over multiple times and asked me if I was doing okay, and I said, "No, I'm not." I'm watching a Pixar movie. I don't. I don't know what they're pumping in those planes because I watched the new Ghostbusters movie on an airplane just recently, <laughs> and at the end of that movie, I'm crying and I'm looking around, and people are going, "Hey, look at this guy." Yeah, for me, it was Big Hero 6. And I distinctly remember this because I was flying with um, my dad's team and there is me. And we're all just sitting in different areas of the plane. So it's just me and some stranger and literally bawling my eyes out. I'm watching Big Hero 6 and the person next to me just giving me a side eye every two <laughs> seconds. We're like, what's wrong with her? What's wrong yeah. with her? She's watching a cartoon. What's wrong like, with you? <laughs> Big Hero hey, 6. this podcast is now top Pixar movies that makes you cry. <laughs> all, right, let's do this. all of them. <laughs> right? There's very like, few of them that oh. doesn't, you know, at least, you know, spark emotion right yeah. i feel yeah you, you get misty eyed on almost all of them there are there are a couple of exceptions which i'm not going to talk about. <laughs> they, 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 they need a caption that says tissue warning yeah. <laughs> have kleenex nearby or something you start in three two one yeah uh so speaking of number one hey my number one um sentimental value i'm gonna go with toy story the original the first the one uh Toy Story was one of those movies, at, at, like, in my head, I feel like it was one of the last movies that I watched as a little kid with my parents. Like, that my parents willingly wanted to watch with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're that little kid, and right once you hit that point where it's like, okay, well, you're not so much a little kid anymore. Now you're watching the Tom Green show, and... <laughs> 
<laughs> that's a Canadian thing. That for escalated you guys. quickly. Oh, <laughs> but, well, I was just about to say, I'm like, that's a left turn. Well, no, but I mean, when you're you go from being a little kid to a teenager, and all of a sudden it's like now you're wanting to watch MTV and all of this goofy stuff, like this right. stuff, like Tom Green Show. The dude was practically a cartoon just in real life so it really worked to go from cartoons to him um <laughs> but that that's why it had that sentimental value is i feel like i still remember it with my parents and watching it with my parents and remember being a little kid and getting excited to put the vhs of this movie in and my parents going yeah let's watch this we'll watch this with you let's do this I'm like that was the last like true memory of being a little kid was toy story so that wow holy crap all that crying talk let's move on prog what's your number uh, one <laughs> wow okay um so my number one is unquestionably finding nemo i've watched this film so many times um i quote this movie all the time i just i love it so much um uh, it came out when I was working uh, for Ikea and they would have it on in the break room on a loop. So I ended up watching it over and over again, but I enjoyed it. Like I remember at a point where I watched it for like maybe the 10th time, like, oh my God, this might be one of my favorite movies <laughs> like of all time. Like it's so much fun. There's so much emotion and heart and laughter. And I love all the characters. Um, I don't know. There's just something special about that. Like, well, that what you said, Alex, it's just animated so well. Um, oh. It's a great movie, man. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. All right, Jen. Okay, so mine for quite recently, well, because it's recent, was Coco. Because I was like one of the only Pixar movies or animations that my parents actually watched with me. So uh, we watched it together and... Uh, I also cried <laughs> when I watched that movie, which was, it was great because, um, because they also related to the movie as well when they saw it. So I was able to relate to it as well. And in that sense, just um, reiterating what Trevin Rachel said, it's like the whole multi-generational thing, like anybody of any age can, can relate to the different characters um, in the movie. Um, but for me, it's a tie because as I, I still love Coco, still love Coco, but um, Turning Red has is up in the top spot because of the fact that I I can remember having similar conversations with my parents that, you know, Malin has in the movie with, with her mom in, in the movie and, and having those arguments and, oh, I need to be perfect, but yet I'm not perfect, you know. So all of the situations and um, scenarios that you see in Turning Red, they happened to me. So I was like, yes, it's very relatable. And that's why that's my number one. And it's tied with Coco still. <laughs> so, right. yeah, it's a tie for me. Same. Yeah. I think. It's kind of crazy to think that it took to like, you know, to be in my 30s to finally see a character that really truly represented everything that mm -hmm. I was growing up. And had yeah. I had that, 
when I was 13, 14, I feel like I probably would be <laughs> in it. And it's funny because it, you can only think about this, you know, in hindsight and looking back in representation. Cause at the time I didn't really think much of representation and I didn't think that I needed it. Um, until I sat down and watched, um, I think it was um, Joy Luck Club for the first time and oh, seeing an entirely great movie. Asian American cast mm -hmm. in a Hollywood production. Mm -hmm. And it just, it hit me in a way that I didn't, I'm like, oh, this is what it's like to see your stories being told in a, in a very public way um, mm -hmm. and kind of just so look excuse me solidifying that like your stories actually matter on a on on a in, on a world stage um and i think that to me opening those kind of doors for young girls opening those kind of doors for young boys opening these doors for for young kids of color to see their stories being told i feel like that's going to mean we're going to get more varied and diverse storytelling in the future and that is like the hope that is mm -hmm. that is like the exciting new stuff on the horizon. Like we get to look forward to all of that now. So yeah, I think I think it's great. I, I want more. Um, there's just yes. so many opportunities to tell other voices and, and elevate other voices um, moving forward. So I hope this is the direction that, that Disney and Pixar go and more little kids can be like, hey, I see myself. Yep. Wow. Well said. Holy crap. That's a great way to end it. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic, man! Wow, that was. Well, thanks, thanks for joining us, Rachel and oh. Jen. If you guys want to talk about your show again, by all means. Sure. Yeah, we're we're I, at Nerdy Curious everywhere. Um, we we lucked out and managed to grab all of the all of those handles. So nerdycurious.com. You can find all of our blog information and podcast information and everything. So. Thank you for inviting us to, to chat. I, yeah. I love talking about film, TV, and, and fandom in general. So this is this was fun. When do you was. guys go live? When is do you guys have a set schedule for going live on Twitch? We, we do. do. We go live yeah. Mondays and Thursdays at five PM Pacific. Um, and we have a chat show on Monday streams. We talk about what's kept us distracted, what we've seen recently, um, any controversies that we notice on on the World Wide Web. And then on Thursdays, we usually invite a guest and we talk about things in fandom, um, toxic fandoms, uh, boundaries, representation, um, all sorts of things, serious and fun. I feel like there, there needs to be a balance out there. Absolutely. Wow, very cool. Yeah, I plan on tuning in, so I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, we like to think it's, it's a fun space. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank awesome. you again. Yeah. And to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time. Frog out. Adios, y'all. Bye. Bye.